Welcome to Podcasts by Paul, podcasts on business writing, promotional writing, online writing, and nonfiction book writing. And in addition to that, there will be some podcasts on MS or multiple sclerosis, which is something I've had for 22 years now, but not today. Today's topic is how to write effectively and efficiently about any nonfiction topic. Any nonfiction topic, you say, even books? Yes, but I will have a special podcast on how to write a nonfiction book. However, it will use all the principles, techniques that I talk about today. So, how to write effectively and efficiently about any nonfiction topic? That is what we're talking about today. Uh, first, a little bit about me. I've been a professional writer for over 35 years. Since 1990, I've worked as a freelance writer and writing trainer. I've written and self-published 22 books. You can be, you can read more about me if you're so inclined at paullima.com. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-M-A.com. So to start, I'd like to talk about the writer's greatest fear. What do professional writers like least about writing? The answer is the blank page. Blank pages are sitting there waiting to be filled, and that can be intimidating. Now, some fiction writers will tell you they love the blank page because that's full of potential. For nonfiction writers, you have a job. You have to fill the blank page with something very specific. So this webinar is going to demonstrate pre-writing exercises that eliminate the blank page before you write. Almost any professional writer eliminates the blank page before writing. The outline, the work they have to do, the writing they have to do in a comprehensive and logical manner. Using pre-writing work that eliminates the blank page and organizes your thoughts before you write will help you write more effectively and efficiently. It will get you to the point where it's all over but the writing. In short, before you write, you want to be at that point where it's all over but the writing. And that's where this webinar will take you. If you apply the techniques talked about in this webinar, you will have a page full of bullet points in logical order sequence, and you're going to say it's all over but the writing. I just have to turn these points into sentences and paragraphs. Many of the points will already be in sentences, and the paragraphs or sections will be apparent. So let's take a step back, though. Before you write, you want to know the type of document and structure of the document that you want to write. Now, this webinar cannot outline every potential document that you could be writing. So you need to know the type of document and how it's structured. The webinar will also demonstrate how to get down on paper everything you want to write before you begin writing. That will make the writing so much easier. So know the document, the structure, and then you get down on paper everything you need to write about. And then you write. 
And after you finish your first draft, you edit. After you edit, you proofread. So writing is a process. Some of the types of documents you can write are news articles, feature articles, profiles, editorials, opinion pieces, reports, proposals, other business documents, emails, simple or complex, case studies, PowerPoint presentations, speeches, promotional copy, be it print or online, website copy, blog posts, social media, and as I talked about, a book or books. So with that in mind, the types of documents you have to write, and knowing that I'm going to give you pre-writing exercises, again, let's take a step back and look at the five-step writing process. This is a process followed by any professional writer. You don't have to be a professional writer to follow the process. Step one is preparation. Establish your topic and purpose. Why are you writing? Define and assess your audience. Who are you writing to? What do they know? What don't they know? What do they need to know? Determine the detail or scope required to achieve your purpose. You know, is this a one or two paragraph email? Is this a one or two page uh, briefing note? Is this a 10, 15, 20 page report? So after you prepare, and I suggest you write down your topic purpose, who you're writing to, your audience, and, and the scope. So you have that in front of you. After you've done that, you do your research. Now, this webinar is not going to go into research, but just so you know, the research is either internal, you're the subject matter expert, and you have to get the knowledge out of you, or it's external, you have to go forth and read information, gather information. Often it's a combination of both. There's a certain amount of stuff you know, a certain amount of stuff you knowledge you need to acquire. So you prepare your research, then you get organized. Prepare a detailed outline to ensure your writing unfolds in a logical manner. And the bulk of this webinar, or sorry, the bulk of this podcast will be talking about how to get organized. Once you're organized, it's all over but the writing. You write from outline point to outline point. Expand your points into sentences, paragraphs, sections, chapters. And only once you finish a document do you engage in revision. Revise to ensure your writing is as, is as clear, concise, focused, as possible and supports your purpose, then you check spelling and grammar. In fact, I suggest when you're writing, if you use a word processing program like Word, you turn spelling and grammar check off so that it doesn't interfere with the actual writing because editing, proofreading, that's the last thing you do. So write in a manner where you're not being inhibited by those green and red squiggles under your words. Finish your first draft and then revise. Keep in mind, if you try to be everything to everybody, you'll be nothing to nobody. That's why you define your target audience or target market as marketing people. Describe the people they're trying to reach. And you might be saying, but I'm not in sales. 
but you have a target audience. There are people you're trying to reach. Sometimes it's mixed. I need to talk to business people and technical people. Sometimes it's just one. I'm talking to women over the age of 50. I'm talking to men and women whose income is at a certain level. Only you can define your target audience. You define them based on their interests, passion, philosophy, politics, demographics, age, gender, income, and interests that could be business interests or personal interests. So before you write, what you want to do is make sure you're not trying to be everything to everybody or you will be nothing to nobody. Let me show you how a couple of book titles target the audience, define the audience. How to write a nonfiction book in 60 days versus rediscover the joy of creative writing. Two separate audiences. Yes, both are interested in writing, but one wants to write creatively or write fiction and the other wants to write nonfiction. Excel for beginners versus advanced Excel for power users. Hey, I'm just starting to use Excel. I need Excel for beginner. I've been using Excel for three or four years. What more can I do with the program? Europe on $25 a day versus luxury European vacations. The audience in both cases wants to go to Europe, but one has more money than the other. So your title, your subject line, your report title, whatever can help define your audience. Traveling by train in India versus how I found enlightenment in India. So you can say, well, the audience has some similarities, but they also have differences. So before you write, once you've defined your purpose and your audience, why you're writing, who you're writing to, make sure you jot your purpose down. And perhaps you can think off the top of your head some points that support your purpose. Jot, jot them down as well. Will you have a specific conclusion to be making any recommendations? Jot them down. You want this information in front of you. It helps keep you focused. It helps keep you on track. Now you might be saying, <clears throat> I write email, I write tweets. That's a lot of work to write a simple email or a 240-character tweet. Well, the fact is, if you do this work, you will write your email or your tweets more effectively. There are shortcuts you can take for writing email and tweets, no doubt about it. But by doing this work, it helps get you on track. It helps get you focused. It makes you more effective, effective, and when you start to write, you become more efficient. So how do I apply or how do I get to where you're saying I should be before I start to write? First thing I want you to do is have a little bit of fun. Do something called free fall, undirected free fall or stream of consciousness writing. Now, you may be driving a car, listening to this, riding your bike, jogging. You can't do it, but when you get home, try an undirected free fall. You literally 
write without stopping or censoring yourself <clears throat> for five or ten minutes. Just write. You have no purpose. You have no topic. What I want you to do is get used to writing without editing. So try an undirected free fall, stream of consciousness writing, five, ten minutes. Um, if you write a lot, I would suggest you start every day with a bit of free fall just to get off your brain, off your mind, the stuff that sometimes interferes with the writing. So try an undirected free fall, five or ten minutes of uncensored writing. Don't correct yourself. If you're not a good typist, use pen and paper as opposed to uh, writing on your computer because you don't want your inability to type to interfere with your stream of consciousness. The second exercise I want you to try is directed free, free fall. I'll give you an opening line and then you just go from there, wherever it takes you doesn't have to take you any place in particular. It's called directed free fall, stream of consciousness with an opening line. The writing is similar, but you've got an opening line to spark your stream of consciousness. Got a few opening lines for you. I looked out the window and thought. Jot that down. I looked out the window and thought, and then go. We don't care where you go. We just want you to go. Again, this is called directed free fall. And the second directed free fall opening line. Boiling Fred's hat in the pasta sauce, Mary thought. Boiling Fred's hat in the pasta sauce, Mary thought. And go. Again, we don't care where you go. We just want you to go. So why do we do directed free fall? free fall. We do it so that we can write. We want to get used to writing without editing. In addition, with directed free fall, remember I'm going to get you to the point where you have a comprehensive outline. You've got your opening line. You write from point to point. So literally, when writing your first draft, it is a directed free fall in which you write from outline point to outline point until you have completed a first draft of your document. Then you edit, revise, proofread. But before we write, how do we get our outline down on paper so we can write from point to point using directed free fall? Clustering. Clustering is a right brain exercise that helps you put down on paper everything you associate with a topic. It sparks themes, ideas, topics related to your subject matter. It's, it helps you get out of your head things that you might not have consciously thought of. It enables you to create a detailed outline before you write in addition. Now, writing, clustering is a right brain exercise. When you create your outline, left brain, I will tell you how to move from clustering to outline. But what I want you to do is to cluster. Well, how do you cluster? Let me tell you. You jot down a keyword or phrase in the middle of a blank page, underline it, circle it, draw a dash from it, jot down the first word or phrase that comes to mind, circle it, draw a dash from it, 
jot down the next word or phrase that comes to mind, circle it, draw a dash from it, and carry on. At some point, you will find yourself going blank. The cluster string you are creating will end. You go back to your keyword, and you look at it, and you think, okay, what comes to mind now? Jot that down, circle it, draw a dash from it, blah, blah, blah. You create a series of cluster strings around your keyword or phrase. So I want you to try clustering. I want you to experience the process before you put it to use writing your nonfiction document. I want you to cluster the word me. That's me as in you, as opposed to me, the person who is talking right now. Cluster me, circle it, underline it, draw a dash from it, what comes to mind? Write it down, circle it, draw a dash from it, what comes to mind, jot it down, etc., etc. When your cluster string ends, go back to me, what comes to mind next? See if you can create a page full of cluster strings around the word me. Now I want you to try one more cluster. Cluster the word apple. Again, same process. Write down apple, underline it, circle it, draw a dash from it, whatever comes to mind, carry on. Get to the end of the cluster string, go back to apple, do it again. So I want you to simply experience clustering without a particular writing purpose. Once you have clustered Apple and me, I want you next to do a writing-related cluster. Now, I don't know what you want to write about, so I can't give you the keyword. I want you to come up with a keyword or phrase that represents the topic, the subject, the idea you want to write about. So you come up with the keyword or phrase. Underline it, circle it, and cluster the heck out of it. It may be you cluster, you fill one page, maybe you fill two, three, four pages. I've seen people cluster their keyword or phrase, literally spend 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, all sorts of paper, or they use flip chart paper. I want you to get down everything you associate with the keyword or phrase that represents the topic, subject, idea that you want to write about. The point is to get everything down on paper in this messy right brain cluster that you associate with the keyword or phrase. Now I've had people say to me, you know, when doing this exercise, I put stuff down that's not relevant to the topic, but it's what comes up. Absolutely, this is called brainstorming. And when you brainstorm, you don't use everything you put down, but you put down everything that comes up because sometimes you have to work through irrelevant material to get to the relevant material. So cluster as freely as possible. Do not censor yourself. The more time you spend clustering the keyword that represents your topic, the more information you will have about that topic. Your goal, just to reiterate, is to write down everything 
you associate with your topic in your cluster. So you get down on paper all the relevant and some irrelevant information before you write. After all, what's the alternative? Hold all that information in your head and try to fill the blank page with everything you need to say? Write in a disorganized and illogical manner? Now you're looking at your cluster and you might be thinking, this is disorganized and illogical, but we're going to organize it and make it logical. The other thing is if you don't cluster before you outline, you will miss or forget points that you need to make. Clustering will help you produce points you haven't even consciously thought of. So cluster the heck out of a word or phrase related to something you need to write. So what do you do once you've finished your clustering? Review the cluster of the keyword that represents your topic. I want you to review it. And based on the document you want to write, you pull words and phrases from your cluster. It may be you have a word or phrase that is like a gold mine. You think, wow, I really need to write a lot about this. So cluster that word or phrase. You can do multiple clusters using different words and phrases for one document, especially if it's a long report. So you look at the words or phrases that you pull out of your preliminary cluster and ask yourself, do I need to cluster them? But let's pretend you've just got one cluster and everything on it is relevant. What you do, you may want to take a highlighter, highlight the words or phrases that are relevant to the document that you need to produce. And you look at those words or phrases and now you've been clustering on paper unless you know uh, unless you've been using a mind mapping exercise on your, your computer once you pull out or highlight the words and phrases you know you need to write about open a computer file give it the the name of the subject that you're writing about and put the points you pulled out get pulled out of your cluster in the order in which you think you should write about them in other words, what you are doing is creating a rough outline. So you pull out words from your cluster, you put them into a document, and you organize them in the order in which you want to write about them. Now, you might have some major points. So, major point one, you might have some words that are relevant to that major point. Subpoint one. You might have some words that are relevant to the subpoint. Secondary point A, secondary point B. Words that are relevant to secondary point B, tertiary point one, tertiary point two. So when you're organizing your outline based on your cluster words, you put down all the words in order in which you should write about them, and you also group words like these five words are all related to major point one. These ten words are related to major point two, divided into subpoint, secondary point, tertiary point. In other words, you are creating a logical outline. It's going to have in it everything you need to write about 
in the order you should write about. Now I've had people ask me, should I cluster a tweet, 240 character tweet? The answer is simple, yes. I'm presuming you tweet about a particular topic. So clustering can help you find a series of ideas related to that topic. Clustering can help you find 10, 12 tweets about a particular topic. And each tweet has to be logical. So you might have only two or three points you want to make in your tweet. Clustering will help you find the major points and subpoints that you produce in the tweet. So even if you tweet, cluster your topic. Once the clustering is finished, you put things in order. You create an outline. And if you've never done that before, you might be saying, well, that's spending a lot of time on, you know, I could just be writing. You produce an outline and it will take you less time to write and you will write more effectively. Let me, let me just go over the benefits of outlining. Your outline will provide a logical structure. In other words, it will give you a detailed roadmap from A to Z from beginning to end of your document, all over but the writing. It ensures all the major and minor points are covered. So you've got all the major points you want to make, all the minor points you want to make, all over but the writing. By helping you get down all the points you want to make, it produces greater clarity and focus. It also helps you detect errors in logic. Because when you finish outlining your document, you can look at it and say, oh, this point number three actually should move down. This point number seven should actually be number two. So you organize your points to make sure they are as logical as possible in terms of flow and focus before you start to write. Clustering or outlining also removes the stress of trying to hold on to all you know about your writing. I know all this stuff. It's all in my head. I got to write it down quickly. No, I've got an outline. I can let go and I can focus on the writing. I can write quickly in manageable chunks. Hey, I can stop here and take a coffee break, go for lunch, go home. And when I come back to my document, the next point I want to make is there in the outline. So you, your work, your document is fully outlined. You can leave it at any point and come back to it and not lose your train of thought because the outline is there. And for those of you who need to get documents approved before they go out, if you can create a detailed outline, you can give that to the manager and say, this is what I'm going to write about in this order. Can you tell me if you think anything is missing or if I should arrange, rearrange any of the points? In other words, it facilitates the approval process if one is required. So there are a lot of benefits to outlining the document. So once you've got your document outlined, you review it. You might see some points that feel kind of thin. Cluster those points. Come up with additional detail. 
put it into your outline. You might see some points that seem thin because you don't know a lot about that point, but you know you need to make it. So that tells you you have to do additional external research. And then you pull that information back, cluster it, and add points to your outline. If you're writing a book, your goal is to come up with major points that become your table of contents. Again, I am going to do a podcast on writing nonfiction book, and I will talk about your table of contents and how you use that as the major points of your outline and how you cluster each major point to come up with your outline chapter by chapter. But again, I will save more detail on that for another podcast. So again, your goal is to get a detailed, logical outline in front of you. Once you like your outline, you use directed freefall to write from point to point. Perhaps if you're writing a document, your outline is divided into sections. Not a problem. You write one section at a time. If you say, you know, I, I can't write without editing, do yourself a favor. Complete a full section before you do any editing. So you're editing. It's not your full document, but it's a full section in a longer document. Happy with that? Move on to the next section. Write it based on your outline from point to point, and then edit that section. The focus, once your outline is complete, should be on your writing. Once your writing is complete, you edit, revise, proofread. Now, this is not a how to write webinar. How each person writes is different in terms of content structure and style based on the document, the topic, and the target audience and purpose. But allow me to say this. The more detailed your outline, the more logical the flow of the outline, the easier it will be to write your document. I'm not saying writing is easy. I've been writing for, I don't know, 35, 40 years. It's not easy, but if you have a detailed, logical outline in front of you, it's one heck of a lot easier. Why? Because the blank page is gone. It's all over but the writing. That's what every professional writer knows. You don't have to be a professional writer to get your document to the point where it's all over but the writing. Once you finish the writing, as I've said, edit, proofread, perhaps send the first draft of your document around after you've edited and proofread it to some other people in your organization or to some external people to get feedback and that. I'm not saying you won't make revisions following this process. You will. Revising is an important part of the writing process. But it's the writing that is the toughest part of the process. Outlining your document, clustering your keyword or phrase, producing an outline will get you to the point, excuse me for being repetitive, but it will get you to the point where it is all over but 
the writing. Then you write, then you edit, then you send out, deliver, whatever your document. I hope you can see how following this process will enable you to write any non-fiction document. So before we go, I just want to tell you if you will allow me one uh, brief commercial message is um, I have 20 books, 22 books on writing, business writing, promotional writing, online writing, even writing your memoir and other books. You can go to paullima.com forward slash books, P-A-U-L-L-I-M-A forward slash books. Take a look at the books that I have written. In addition, if you go to paullima.com forward slash P-W-Y-C, you will see other webinars, other podcasts, other video blogs that I have produced. Feel free to take a look at those. And of course, if you go to paullima.com itself, you will see uh, the services that I offer. If I can be of assistance, feel free to email me from my website, paullima.com. Uh, feel free, if you have any questions about today's podcast, to send me uh, your questions. I will be happy to answer them. So, thank you for listening. I hope this podcast will help you become a more effective and efficient writer. Have a great day. Bye now.